Hi everyone, this is AFL Daily and it's Sarah Ollie here with Josh Gabalich. It's all about the North Melbourne Football Club today, Josh, because we went down there to Arden Street just to survey what was going on. And in fact, it was a pretty big day for three boys because it was the first day at school, kind of, I guess, the new school being Arden Street for Harry Sheasel, George Wardlaw and Cooper Harvey, their first day training. They were a little bit nervous out there, weren't they? They were. It was an interesting day. <laughs> and when you think about George Wardlaw and Harry Sheasel, they've been paired together for some time. Yep. They've known each other for a very long time. And on day one, they travelled to the club together, but <laughs> neither of them drove. No. It was Corey Maynard, the PDM of the North Melbourne Football Club, that drove them out to Arden Street. And it was it was cool to be there on day one because it's a significant day for North Melbourne. And when you think about this rebuild, we may look back at what the impact that those two picks have because they were picks. Two and three, they became pick three and four. And there's a lot of expectation around those two. Well, just on the picks two and three, I was speaking to one of our colleagues, Mike Rogers, out there, and he's a massive D. And he said, well, look what picks two and three did for us a short time ago in terms of Christian Petrarca and Clayton Oliver. So it can be the centrepiece of a rebuild, but we're not talking about the Ds today. In terms of fresh faces, of course, the biggest Josh in the offseason is Alistair Clarkson. He was out there. He was barking orders. But there are a few new faces uh, elsewhere as well, and you spoke to one in Todd Viney. Well, we've seen Alistair Clarkson across the draft. We've seen him in recent weeks in the North Melbourne apparel. But seeing a few others <laughs> yes. in the blue and white is strange. I yes. mean, Brett Ratner's a starting point. He only signed with North Melbourne last week as an assistant coach. They've still got probably one more spot in that coaching department to fill in the coming weeks. But just seeing Brett Ratten back in clubland, A, is great, but B, is strange because although... He's a Carlton person. We became accustomed to seeing him in the red, white and black. We did. Just like we did at Hawthorne. I know, I know these people move around, but it was <laughs> a little bit strange to see him in North Melbourne colours. But given we spent three or four hours out there, it was pretty quick we learnt that, that he, it's almost like he's been there for months. Yeah. That's the feel around him straight away. He feels like, they feel like he's been there for quite some time. And Todd Viney's the other one that I, that I spoke to and, and we spoke to for, for some time as well. Obviously, the best part of three years away from the game. A bit like when we spoke to Jeff, Jeff Walsh, Walsh last yes. week, who had contemplated retirement, comes back as a very highly credentialed football administrator. And a bit of girl power on display at Arden Street as well, because Jen Watt, just appointed CEO, she was being rolled out with Dr. Sonia Hood, the president. They were getting a bit of a, a photo shoot done. I liked that Jen was in a North Melbourne blue blazer and Sonia had the scarf on and the blue shoes, so they were toying with the theme. And um, There was plenty going on. What do you think on. about the day? I mean, obviously, it, this week had been all about the draft days, all about... Sheasel, all about Wardlaw, and even the Cooper Harvey link is sensational when you think about the game's record holder, of course. But to see Sonia Hood, who's made such an impressive start, there's no way Alistair Clarkson is out there coaching if it wasn't for Dr. Sonia Hood. And then to appoint the second ever club female CEO in Gen Watt is a sensational appointment. It was quite a significant day. It was, and she comes with very high regards. And Todd Viney spoke glowingly about her, and we're going to hear from Todd Viney now. Josh caught up with him. Todd, been a really big week for this football club when you consider what you did on Monday night. There must be great hope that Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw can have a big say in the future of this footy club. No, it is absolutely a really important time for us to try and get uh, get the best talent in as possible. And, you know, we position ourselves really well um, through that trade period with our draft selections and 
Brady Rawlings as our list manager and Scott Clayton did a fantastic job to get us you know, pick two and pick three, pick 26, um, um, which worked out really well for us to get Harry Sheasel in as a great uh, mid forward. You know, he's got some real craft around the goals. And then uh, George Wardlaw has had a few injuries this year, but has shown us already how powerful he is and uh, a real inside midfielder that loves the contest. So a couple of really good pickups there. And Braden George, who's uh, recovering from a Rico, um, a knee reconstruction where once upon a time would have been a concern, but um, clubs do it really well now in the rehab of knees. Um, we think he's a real special talent. Um, so he's another um, sort of forward that can go into the midfield. Um, and then obviously uh, Cooper Harvey is a father-son selection. We're really happy to add him into the mix as well. Been so much change at Arden Street this year. Alistair Clarkson's a, a big addition to the club. He's been officially in the role for a month now. What sort of mark has he left on the club so far? Well, he's cre- created great energy. I mean, I think if you spoke to anyone at the club now, you'd speak, I'd speak about the energy in, in the place. And, uh, you know, we've changed a few things around internally with where the football department's placed. Um, we were down to sort of one, one end of the building and we've really tried to make it the hub of the footy department, the hub of the, the club. So we've moved offices right into the middle and we've got a lot more uh, tra- oh, people walking past and listening into what we're doing. There's no real secrets, but we're trying to create that one club feel. Um, so I think there's great energy, um, great enthusiasm and, uh, and some belief, which is really good. You're also back in Clubland for the first time in three years. How did Clarko convince you to come back to footy? I made him work pretty hard. Um, you know, I'd spent a little bit of time out at the end of two th- 2009 and decided to have a little spell and bought a farm, uh, which I was really enjoying. But I always thought I'd you know, perhaps come back in. Originally, it might have been 12 months, but it snuck out to two years with COVID. And then, um, you know, Elsa started having a chat to me about football and about potentially him getting back into footy and would I be interested in, uh, in being part of that journey again. And... Um, you know, after a period of time, I just thought that I am still relatively young and I've got one more uh, challenge in me. Um, there was great alignment, I think, with Alistair and myself and the North Melbourne Footy Club around our values and the things we, we hold dear about what's special about football clubs. And so to take that opportunity up to come to a great club with a real um, focus on the people and the, and the care of the group um, and try and rebuild this great club and try and you know, get to that pointy end and, and win premierships. And I think that's what Clyco said when I asked him why. Why do you want to get back in? He's won four. And he said, no, I just want to win it again. So uh, so that's the challenge. Speaking of key pillars, uh, the North Melbourne Footy Club announced on Tuesday that Jen Watt will be the CEO starting next year. You cross past there at Melbourne. Tell us about her. No, I have. Uh, I've been really lucky, lucky enough to know Jen reasonably well. Worked with her for numerous years at Melbourne. Um, probably a little bit similar, you know, going through some difficult times at Melbourne at, the, at that stage and was part of that rebuild and starting to get things moving in the right direction for the Demons. So Jen's a great operator, really smart lady, um, um, knows football really well, knows the oper- uh, commercial operations really well, so she'll be a great asset from, uh, from our point of view and looking forward to seeing Jen turn up, I think, late January. Um, so look forward to having all our pillars in place now. Um, so, you know, the continuity of leadership is going to be really important from Sonia to Jen. Uh, you know, me as uh, GM of football and Clarko. So let's work to, uh, really hard together as a group to, um, you know, to start the challenge of getting us up the ladder. Let's talk about the footy department now. Last week you signed Brett Ratton to Alistair Clarkson's coaching department. How did you get him and what sort of role is he going to perform next year? 
Yeah, well, you know, Brett's, a, you know, once again, fantastic person, uh, first and foremost, and we thought he'd fit into the into the spirit of the Kangaroos. Um, you know, he uh, has obviously gone through a tough time with, with the Saints, um, so to have that conversation with him early days just to broach how he was feeling about footy and whether he had energy to get back in or have a spell, so started off just pretty casual, see how he was feeling, and... Uh, Bit by bit, he got excited by the by the challenge again. He was really excited about our young young list and about the the rebuild um, of trying to get us back to where we're going. Um, so um, so bit by bit, he got really excited about the opportunity and to have him on board. Still only in a part time capacity, but you know that will be three days during the pre season and then in season match day plus another two days. So there'll be significant in, input from him, um, which is going to be really important. Just lastly, in terms of leadership, Jack Zebel's been captain since 2017. Will you go through a process over the pre-season or does he look like the man to lead the Roos in 2023? No, he's been a great servant of the club, a great uh, great warrior and a great captain. So um, with respect to, to the leadership stuff, we've just you know, started working with leading teams and with Ray McLean. Part of that process early days will be trying to establish what the leadership structure looks like. Um, but it would probably be you know, later in the in, later in the pre-season where we'll come to a conclusion on that. So we'll have those discussions and work out where we're at. Uh, obviously, new coaching group, um, new GM of footy. So we'll take some time just to make sure we we get that mix right. So Josh, that conversation around the captaincy—that's intriguing to me. I actually just had to look up who was the captain before Jack Zebel because I feel like he has been there forever. In fact, he's only been there since 2017, and before that, it was Andrew Swallow. So hello to Andrew if you are out there. But if not Jack Zebel, who else? Well, it's an interesting one. A bit like our conversation with Josh Marnie last week around Dyson Heppel and will he go on? I mean, Jack Zebel's in the same. Frame when you think yeah. about it. he has been captain for six years. He's north of 30. He's 32 next year, Sarah. So Bring the time chicken. might be right to make a leadership change. And listening to Todd there, they'll consider it. They'll, they'll have a good look at their leadership process over the summer, which is what every club does every year. It's never a f- just a, a formality, essentially. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. I mean, Luke McDonald's become a star at North Melbourne and a really highly rated leader internally. We were up very close with really a handful of other people out watching North Melbourne training in November. And you could hear Luke McDonald all session long. And this was a bit of a a light session on a Wednesday in the middle of the pre-season. Jai Simkin is another one that is highly rated. He was running hard today. I was watching him. Yeah, he, he might be one that they consider. But I'd be going with Luke McDonald if I was going to be making a change. But... I think we're going to see so many leadership changes over the summer. North Melbourne's going to be one we're going to have to keep quite a close eye on. And Todd Viney there also speaking rather glowingly of Harry Sheasel. And we've seen him more as a forward, Harry, but Todd was also describing him as a player that can pinch hit in the midfield as well. Yes, he was. I, I can't wait to see what they do with, with Harry Sheasel next year. You'd, you'd imagine he would start in the forward line and comes off a season where he kicked 49 goals. It's I think impressive. it's a, a really nice inclusion. But you caught up with him out at Arden Street. Let's have a listen to Harry Sheasel about day one at an AFL club. Well, Harry, I'm sure you've had many pinch-me moments this week, but how about the first training session with your teammates? You must be pinching yourself yet again. Yeah, definitely pinching myself. Um, We didn't do too much today, just got a bit of a taste. Um, But it was great to meet all the boys, meet all the staff, and yeah, we're into it now. So talk to us about this morning when you got up. I imagine it's like the first day of school all over again and you got a lift. Tell us about that. Yeah, so Corey Maynard um, is looking after George and I, like 
he's the, he looks after all the draftees. So he picked George up, then they came to my house, and yeah, I was ready, waiting outside my house, ready to go with my with my backpack. Um, yeah, Corey's been great, and yeah, he's really helped us settle into the club. So tell us about today. It's your first day, so I imagine it's more about a meet and greet, but tell us what you've been up to this morning. Yeah, so we got into the club, just met everyone. Um, Clarko, like, introduced us, and we spoke a bit about ourselves to the group, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, met all the staff as well and just yeah, just got a tour from Corey. Um, yeah, I've never been to Arden Street and yeah, it's great, the new facilities and all that and we saw the AFLW section. Um, met Sonia Hood, the president, and yeah, just did medical screening and fitness tests just to yeah, introduce ourselves and make sure they know what, like our bodies and that. Is it nerve-wracking getting up in front of players that you've grown up watching, some that you might have idolised? Was that a bit of a nervous experience? Yeah, it was, but... I think you have to do it like they're your teammates now and you have to reveal yourself and they, they want to get to know you so that's what it was good to I guess express myself and yeah show, tell them who I am. And we've seen the photo of you with Clarko when you were just a little tacker and you've met him you're now going to be working under him which is incredible is that another pinch yourself moment? Yeah it's crazy he's such a good guy um, he's made us feel so welcome and yeah, we met him last week before the draft just to meet the family in a, another interview. Um, and then on draft night, it was pretty special to shake his hand and present me with a jumper. And yeah, now we're into it. He's my coach. It's pretty cool. What impressed you most about Clarko on that first meeting? Just everything he says you just listen to. Like, he's so believable. Everything he says is, like, really appealing. Um, yeah, just everything. Like, he's just such a good guy and down to earth and, yeah, more chilled than I thought. Now, from interviews that I've seen with you, you're a pretty hard marker on yourself which I think can be a good thing as well because you know where you're at what do you think you need to work on over the summer yeah I think the main one is my like lower body power and speed um I've had a few like hip issues like back end of the year but I never missed any footy so big focus um post like combine has been to like really build up my strength and lower body so I am feeling like fit and strong to then tackle like AFL training and yeah I'm sure I'm going to spend a lot of time in the gym this pre-season and yeah and you eyeing round one as a debut, is that a goal you're going to set yourself over the summer? Yeah, for sure. Like, I want to play as early as possible. Um, I think I'm ready to impact at AFL level, so, yeah, it'd be great if I got the opportunity. And any players here in particular that you're going to go to for guidance or have as a bit of a role model, a bit of a buddy to get you through the summer? Bit of a buddy. Um, I'm not too sure. All of them have been unbelievable, so welcoming. Um, Jai Simkin, because we just put our bags in, like, lockers 13, 14, 15 because um, they're available so we just did that and Jai's 12 so speaking to him a bit before Taron Thomas I was just speaking to and yeah Will Phillips has been great as a younger guy Tom Powell so yeah Do you have any inkling as to what your number would be? I've got no idea we'll see what they give me um, I'm, I'm not too fussed about that stuff but yeah I've, I've seen the numbers available and yeah we'll see what they do all right, thanks for joining us Harry Thanks Sarah, I appreciate it So the thing that struck me about Harry Sheasel, Josh both on and off camera, is that he is such a polite young man. I don't think he's going to really put a foot wrong in that department. He was saying my name. He was looking me in the eye. He was making sure that he was being, you know, really polite and ticking all the boxes. So I think North have got a beauty there. And who knows, maybe he's someone that in the future could even be a leader at the club. I think they've got a, a player there for the next decade at least. That's definitely their hope. That's what you do when you invest so heavily in, in a pick like that. But... I mean, I couldn't be more impressed by Harry Sheasel this week. I don't want to go into too much detail about some of the vitriol that he's copped no. on, on social media. But There's no room for that. The way he dealt with that yep. on Monday night, 
was just phenomenal. I mean, this is a teenager dealing with that straight away. So I think he's going to be a leader, not only at North Melbourne, for, for the Jewish community and the pride that you see from the Ajax Football yeah, Club, which is a great. really famous football club in Melbourne. Their contribution to football in Melbourne can't be underestimated, especially in amateur circles. So I can't wait to see what Harry Sheasel can produce, like I can't wait to see what George Wardlaw can produce, a great St. Kevin's boy who <laughs> has overcome some hamstring setbacks this year and he's ready to pull the trigger heading into next year. Yeah, just on George Wardlaw, let me get this text up that I just got unsolicited from my father. He goes, loves to insert himself into a story, John Ollie. Don't know if I mentioned, I played footy with George Wardlaw's dad, Jay, at Scobbs, a good rover and terrific bloke. So there we go. Thank you, Johnny boy. Thank you, Johnny boy. (laughs) So looking forward to seeing George and Harry out there. Also looking forward, Josh, to seeing Griffin Logue. Now in the trade period, two Dockers, they came over to Arden Street, Darcy Tucker being one, and Griffin Logue the other. You were speaking to him. I actually was struck by his size seeing him in the flesh. What about you? Yeah, well, he he has the capacity to play on some big boys. I mean, he's not the tallest defender going around. And we saw him play as a forward this year. And, and he told us, as we'll listen to very shortly, but he told us that a key part of his decision to come to North Melbourne, obviously a really significant long-term deal, a five-year deal, but he wants to return to being a defender. That's what he made his name as as an underage player. It was why he was taken so high in the draft back in 2016. And Justin Longmuir had to use him as a forward at times this year, and he didn't love it. Clearly didn't love it. What he did let slip a little bit was mm. the conversations that he had with Alistair Clarkson that went on for some time, All which right. is the stuff that we love to hear. So We do love to hear, and you're going to hear it now. It's Griffin Logue with Josh. Yeah, obviously it's a, um, a big move, and I uh, grew up in Perth, and... Um, yeah, plenty to weigh up throughout throughout the season, um, and yeah, plenty of reasons to obviously make the choice. And I'm um, glad, definitely glad I made it now. It's, it's been overwhelming the last um, couple of months or so, but um, I think once I, once I got was able to meet the coach and meet a few of the boys, um, yeah, it's certainly um, resolute my kind of decision, and, and I'm really happy with it. Tell us about Alistair Clarkson. I'm sure he was super influential in your decision. Yeah, no doubt. Obviously, um, kind of had a few chats with him leading into um, before he'd kind of become. Uh, or the, the coach officially, but um, I think once you kind of speak to him and had a good plan for myself and um, was happy to kind of uh, yeah, be on the same page with each other and um, oh, what he's been able to do so far and just being able to control the room and um, see the direction he's going to push the club this year and, and beyond is, um, yeah, it's exciting. What were some of those chats like? It must be pretty special to chat to a guy of his status. Yeah, definitely, mate. I mean, something you pinch yourself at and you look at what he's achieved and um, you can only dream that that's what you want to kind of want to do once in your life and he's done it kind of four or four, four times I think so um, yeah he's a very impressive man and um, obviously impressive coach but yeah as, as I said more of a more of a bloke just kind of good person to chat to and um, yeah throw a bit of stuff around with him. Take us inside to you because there's so much speculation around what you were going to do you were an underage star in WA you grew up in WA and you made a decision to move away it must have been a difficult year at times. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, through, I never would have pictured myself kind of doing it if you asked me, you know, six, five, six years ago. But um, I guess as, as life goes on and, and things change and, um, yeah, throughout the year, obviously had a bit of um, issues just kind of getting in and out of the side and um, that kind of more helped with my decision a bit and pushed me in the right direction towards towards making this decision. And um, as I said before, I'm so glad that I've made it now and um, that I'm on the right path and able to kind of push on and excited for it. But, yeah, it was, it was a tough year and... Obviously, we had a great year um, throughout the where we finished on the ladder, and um, probably didn't get to where we wanted to in finals. But 
able to play a few finals games, get them under my belt was great. And um, yeah, you know, look forward to see where they can take their group, but more so um, where we can do here. Played most of your career as a key defender. We saw you play as a key forward at times this year. What's the plan next year at North Melbourne? Uh, down back, yeah. I think feel definitely feel at home down back, and um, yeah, it was more so kind of uh, horses and courses down there. And I was just lacking, we're lacking a bit of whatever whatever they needed up forward. And so I was happy to play my role down there, but um, definitely feel more comfortable down back. And um, from speaking with um, Clark, it's yeah, it's down back for me. You weren't the only Fremantle player to move to North Melbourne. Darcy Tucker, a mate of yours, also moved. That must make the move easier. Yeah, Bush Tucker it makes it a lot easier. So kind of. Um, actually living, living, living with him as well so moving in and um, being there for yeah, a week and a bit now and um, I think certainly making the move with someone that you know and someone you're close with um, will makes it, makes it a whole lot easier and um, I'm very close to Tuck so makes it you know, ten times easier as well so he's, um, he's a funny, funny man but um, yeah, definitely excited just to um, yeah, continue our relationship there. So you returned from overseas not that long ago and you returned to Melbourne and he'd unpacked the house and set it up for you, is that right? Pretty much, mate. Walked in, civil platter service, just beds unpacked, everything, nearly clothes, nearly got me to fold my clothes and put them away, but didn't try to go that far. Um, no, he's been great and him and his, him and his missus have been awesome for me so far and um, yeah, I'll be definitely leaning on them a fair bit because they've, they grew up around here or, or more so country Victoria, but um, now they know, kind of know the ins and outs of it so far and I'm slowly learning. Just lastly, obviously this is a, a very different looking football club than what it looked like three months ago. What, what have you noticed so far? Because there's so many new faces here. Plenty, yeah. I think at, at right now it's pretty overwhelming to kind of pinpoint, you know, what exactly is different and um, every kind of footy club is different. But, you know, you've got the same mix of guys and um, blokes and, um, and girls as well, women, just kind of doing it with the same goal in mind. And um, we just want to go out there and achieve what we can. And I guess it starts throughout a big block of pre-season, kind of uh, pre-Christian, once we get back from Christmas, it's really get to work and, and knuckle in. Sarah, that was Griffin Logan. It turns out that you <laughs> are almost neighbours with Griffin Logan. Darcy Tucker, who also came across during the trade period, of course, and I listened to you give him a few local well, tips. Yeah, this all started with Darcy Tucker because remember we had him on Trade Radio we and did. we said, hey, where are you thinking of living? And he said, looking in the Albert Park, kind of Middle Park, South Melbourne region. And I said, bingo, baby, that is the place really slumming to be. It. Yeah, really slumming it. Um, and we found out that they've actually settled in Middle Park and they've settled in the street adjacent to the one I grew up in. So I was just giving Griffin a, a few little tips on where to maybe get a coffee, a nice pizza, some sushi, that kind of stuff, because there's a lot going on in Albert Park and you don't want to get trapped by some things that look glossy on the outside but not so good on the inside, Josh. Well, Sarah, you and I haven't had housemates for a little while, but have you ever heard of a housemate unpacking all your stuff while you're overseas Excuse in me? America and setting up your life? That is what happened. Darcy Tucker and his lovely partner set up Griffin Logue's <laughs> house. I mean, Griffin Logue is living with them. But Griffin Lowe came back from four or five weeks in America and everything was set up ready to go. Can you believe that? Oh, I love the sound of it. But he's owing them a few coffees, mm-hmm. maybe more than more a few than coffees, a few, a few coffees, dinners Sarah. maybe, and doing all the dishes and doing all the cleaning. Well, I enjoyed our day out at North, Josh, but we do have to remember that they're still coming from a long way back, aren't they, this club? They definitely are. I mean, we can't forget that they've won the last two wooden spoons. I don't know if winning is the right word mm. there, but... Oh, there's so much excitement at the moment, like there is at a lot of clubs, but we just need to remember that they are coming from six wins in the past 24 months. That's why we've seen so many changes in the football department. But 
it's time to be excited. I'm really looking forward to spending a fair bit of time down at Arden Street across the summer. I'm sure we'll head out there maybe with a little bit of sunscreen, I think, in the coming <laughs> yeah, months. because Josh didn't put any SPF on. It was only 20 degrees today, and that schnoz of yours, it's red. It's red right now, but it will be <laughs> hopefully a bit browner in the coming days. All right, that's all from us for this special edition of AFL Daily.